For a number of years, say from the days of the first paperback Lord of the Rings to the very late 1970s, I wondered in effect why no one wrote this book. Paperback printings of the Lord of the Rings numbered 50 or more by the late 70s. Virtually every bookstore in the United States then had a Tolkien shelf, as indeed once again they have now, and numerous books had even then been written on Tolkien, though not so numerous as now, chief among them in those days the authorized biography by Humphrey Carpenter. And yet, excepting Carpenter's book, I could not then find any work on Tolkien giving due weight to the five most obvious facts about the author's life. Carpenter, who obviously did give consideration to these facts, was, on the other hand, not so much concerned with studying the Lord of the Rings as I am here, though from time to time I have quoted from his biography to bolster conclusions I had reached on other grounds. The ideas, if his, are mine also. Plainly stated, the five facts are, one, that Tolkien was born January 3, 1892, in Bloemfontein, South Africa, and therefore grew to manhood in the years before the Great War. Two, that he was a philologist, winding up as Merton Professor of English Language and Literature in the University of Oxford. Three, that he was a Roman Catholic and devout. Four, that he came from and wrote about the lands in the northwest of the Old World, most specifically England. And five, that his magnum opus is one of the most successful works of modern times. This last point, at least, has more recently been recognized by Professor Shippey in his J.R.R. Tolkien, Author of the Century. In what follows, I will use these facts as the basis of my inquiry into The Lord of the Rings. I am emphatically not using Tolkien's work as the key to his character. I am not except very briefly in the fifth chapter, using his character as a key to his work. Either of these might be a worthwhile task, though with C.S. Lewis's disquisition on the personal heresy in my background, I am more than ordinarily skeptical in this area, but neither of them is the task I have undertaken here. What I am hoping to achieve here is, one, to ask what kind of work Tolkien intended in The Lord of the Rings, and to use his primarily Edwardian background as a key. Two, to ask what it is that distinguishes The Lord of the Rings from other works in the same genre, whatever genre that may be, and to use Tolkien's professional life as a key. Three, to ask, in effect, what it all means, using, as might be expected, Tolkien's Catholicism as a key. Four, to ask the significance of the locus of the adventures. What is the value of North and West? And finally, five, to see if these inquiries will reveal what it is about The Lord of the Rings that has made it so popular a work. This approach seemed to me and still seems self-evident though it is true that the fourth chapter has been added since this book was first published. Certainly I can claim no particular credit for having come up with the approach, but perhaps in the earlier days the times were not propitious for any endeavor of this sort, as a brief review of some of the critical history may show. For about a dozen years after The Lord of the Rings was first published, 
The three volumes were a kind of underground success, helped by the praise of such reviewers as C.S. Lewis in England and W.H. Auden in the United States, and a few articles in little magazines. One might call this a success of the catacombs, since it was in considerable part a Christian underground. From these dozen years came most of the scholars whose work appeared in Tolkien and the Critics and A Tolkien Compass, as well as some of those like Clyde Kilby and Paul Coker who wrote books on Tolkien. But serious criticism of a cult book with limited circulation suffers from what I might here call the Arthurian torso syndrome, after C.S. Lewis's study of Charles Williams. There is nothing quite so likely to leave a critic in an excessively exposed position as an attempt to treat a largely unknown and idiosyncratic work as a major achievement.